Welcome to Life Beat. Today we're going to talk about the Supreme Court. And joining us again is Natalie Collins. We we didn't like Casey from two weeks ago, so we kicked. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. Um, so welcome back. Thank uh, you. So we'll start off by talking about the big news coming in just about two weeks. On March 20, there will be oral arguments at the U.S. Supreme Court in the case Nifla versus Becerra. I think that is that how you say. I that name. Think so. I'm horrible at pronouncing things, so don't ask me. Yeah, Xavier Becerra is the attorney general, uh, the very pro-abortion attorney general for the state of California, and NIFLA is the National Institute for Family Life Advocates, mm -hmm. and they are a group that works with pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. And this case all revolves around a law in 2015 in California called the Reproductive FACT Act, FACT in all caps, just in case you were not sure that they were going after the facts, Natalie. Um, what this law does is it forces pregnancy centers to advertise free abortions. Mm -hmm. In California, with state tax dollars, they have free abortions. Um, and so this law is basically requiring all the pregnancy centers and just pregnancy centers, it's just focused on just those pro-life pregnancy centers, to advertise in their clinics with signs, even in their advertising, that you can call this number, go to your local Planned Parenthood, you can get a free abortion. And so, um, it's awful. Yeah, and very confusing at the same time, I think, because if they were to ask any other organization to do the opposite, you know, it would be, hell would be, you know, freezing over. Right. You know, abortion clinics don't even like having to give informed consent, which is a normal part of medical practice. Um, and that's kind of how uh, California is trying to argue it as well. You know, you make abortion clinics give informed consent. Why can't we make pro-life pregnancy centers advertise for abortion clinics? Well, uh, informed consent is a normal part of the medical system, which is closely regulated by state government. But... Um, you know, giving people formula and helping them through their problems, last time I checked, is not a uh, closely regulated state practice. And uh, you don't really need to give someone informed consent, you know, we're going to give you diapers. These diapers may cause chafing or may <laughs> cause diaper rash. You may want to purchase. No. <laughs> so, or clothes. Um, giving babies clothes is just such yeah, a horrible Your baby thing. may grow out of clothes, right. you know? So I guess if abortion clinics want to require pregnancy centers to give informed consent about yeah. helping women, then I guess, you know, that'd be one thing. But, you know, we don't force abortion clinics to advertise mm -hmm. the local pregnancy center. And so hopefully this will be an open and shut case, but, you know, the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. It was So right before I walked in here, uh, Kristen had posted a story Kristen Polo and it had Nicole Hocott who she's the um, U of M students for life president and she was sitting so that's why it caught my eye but it was about the NIFLA case and so I guess NARAL to be able to combat this they created this website called endthelies.com <laughs> and if you go on to it they first off they play this completely ridiculous oh. video and I've 
watching it, I legitimately felt like I was watching one of those SNL skits. <laughs> you should watch it. It's pretty funny. Oh, do I have to? And <laughs> just talked about, you know, the fake clinics and all of that. And on there, they have personal stories about how women have been, you know, misled and attacked by these pregnancy care centers. One of, there's only three testimonies, two of which are from abortionists. And one is from this girl named Lauren, who was very upset because when she Googled the word pregnancy help, a pregnancy care center came up. So she felt like she was being deceived. So these are like the only personal <sighs> stories that people are able to find that these pregnancy care centers aren't helpful. Which, you know, is part of the argument that they're making in the NIFLA case that these pregnancy care centers are horrible for women and not good for them, which is why they need to be advertising abortions, you know. Yeah, you know, giving, giving women free baby clothes is a tragedy that has no place in modern civilized society. Um, My favorite quote from the article was the author said that this website was NARAL's new pixelated pixelated libel home. Pixelated libel home. <laughs> so, so we have the, yeah, we have the, we have the reproductive fact right. in all caps act and then we have the end the lies. Um, you know, one of the downsides of working for the pro-life movement is you have to read what the other side is saying because you yeah. have to take it seriously and what they put out there. But sometimes you wonder about the stuff they put up out there. It's just kind of detached from reality. It's I mean, comical. If I Googled pregnancy help, I legitimately would expect to get a place that would actually help me with pregnancy. Right. You know? And we know. I don't think that's it's leading, you know? We have free stuff. We'll talk to you. We can connect you to other organizations that can help you with other issues. Yeah, and they're there to talk to you about what your options are. You know, that's why they're there, you mm -hmm. know? And so it's just kind of comical to me. Like, And there's been, you know, it's been debunked time and time again that Planned Parenthood doesn't do prenatal care and stuff like that. But sometimes well, they have they have some prenatal services. You right. have no idea Sorry. what that you'd have no idea what that actually is. Just like right. you know, they mention something to you, and that becomes a service. You know, right? Um, well, you know, these crisis pregnancy centers they have different counselors and groups, and they can help connect you with doctors in the community, and they want to make sure that your experience is a positive one. Yeah. So uh, I thought I would mention a little bit about the just the backstory of the case. So uh, Xavier Becerra is the Attorney General for California. Before that, it was Kamala Harris, who's now in the U.S. Senate. And this case originally started as Nifla v. Harris. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kamala Harris obviously has aspirations to run for the presidency someday. Um, yeah. So it'll be, uh, you know, she's mean. She was the one that raided David Delyden's apartment to steal all his evidence, you know. She's a mean lady. She definitely has been making a name for herself, though, in these different testimonies and stuff like that going on on Capitol Hill. It's not quiet. You know, is, is attacking pregnancy help centers really a good platform to launch you into the presidency? I mean, sure, that pleases, you know... Maybe that pleases some of the activists. It, I just don't get it. You know, 
I know pro-life pregnancy centers are kind of a, I do get it, but they're, they're a threat to their business model. You know, it means women are going, not going in for abortions because they've right. been told about the humanity of their unborn child. Um, you know, they've been given some other options. You know, they've been given kind of a, a path forward where abortion does not seem like a necessary evil. And that, but um, Right, because we're so taught that abortion's just normal, and that's what we should do, you know. Yeah, but I mean, pro-choice people ought to be for every choice and every option, right? No. Right? No. No? No? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, uh, in Oregon and, and Washington the last couple of years, and, you know, recently, Oregon before and now Washington, you know, trying to force... <laughs> taxpayer funding and insurance coverage of abortion in their states it's right it's not about choice yeah and, and like yesterday was international women's day so it was it's always interesting then to see all the crazy posts people have about the my body my choice argument and someone posted something about the fake clinics yesterday too which made me chuckle you know we we posted something on our facebook page you know if, if you are wanting to be for women why not be for all women you know, if there's almost 60 million abortions in the U.S. since 1973, that's 30 million women are dead today because of abortion. That's not, right. you know, if you don't have a right to life, you don't have a right to autonomy and all those other things. Mm -hmm. So let's do a little uh, prognostication. So we have uh, the Attorney General of California versus NIFLA, and NIFLA is using uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, which has a pretty good track record oh, really? in the courts. Yeah, they're, they're teaming up for this one, so they're who's going to win? Um, I think it really will come down to how the justices are feeling that day and how persuasive some of them are. I think it'll be a really interesting to read the um, decisions afterwards to see how they want to implement the First Amendment. Okay. My prediction is worst case scenario, and take my prediction for what it's worth, because it's not, <laughs> it's not worth a lot sometimes, um, is uh, five to four in favor of NIFLA with Anthony Kennedy, who's a bit of a free speech absolutist sometimes, um, being that pivotal vote, because this is basically a free speech case. Can you compel someone to... Mm -hmm give free advertising to uh, another person. You can't really do that. It's a blatant violation of the First Amendment, in my mind. Mm -hmm. But I think, in the best case scenario, you may convince someone like a Stephen Breyer or an Alega Kagan mm -hmm. to also join. I, I really don't see Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Sonia Sotomayor abandoning their peeps in the abortion industry. It will be interesting because a lot of times the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of, you know, like, religious liberty. This isn't really, like, a religious liberty case, per se, but it's still that sort of type of case. Mm -hmm. So they normally rule in favor of that. So it'll be interesting to see with the abortion argument. And, I mean, if they ruled in favor or ruled against NIFLA, that would make our job quite the uphill battle. It would, but then... Um... And, of course, they would never do that, but that kind of sets the precedent that, well, now we can force abortion clinics to start advertising for right. pregnancy centers. I mean, all's fair, yeah. wouldn't it? Right? 
I'm sure those justices would believe that, right? If they and hopefully that yeah, will be right. one of the arguments that is brought up. Well, yeah, um, but you know those abortion justices aren't too keen on caring what precedents mean or what happens. But uh, we'll see what Anthony Kennedy, that swing vote, does. And uh, we got some potentially big, well, it's, it's big news, mm -hmm. but it's potentially true. We're not sure how accurate it is, but maybe you want to start since you were really excited about it. I was. So Senator Dean Keller, who's from Nevada, he mentioned... Heller. Heller. I don't know why I said Keller. That's okay. It's Dean Friday. Dean Keller, um, he tw not only just tweeted out, but he mentioned in a speech that Kennedy would be retiring in the near future and he talked about how this could be like a good thing for the base and that could really excite the base because right now they're not that excited and that was in 2016 that was one of the big things in the election was voting for who the next Supreme Court justice would be yeah um so Dean Heller is in a close election race this year, so of course it's in his interest to right. gin up excitement and attention. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of a lot of rumors floating around. There's a lot of smoke out there that uh, maybe even this early as early as this summer that Anthony Kennedy will retire, and that means the the swing vote is leaving mm -hmm. on a ton of issues and so this next supreme court nomination nomination will be extremely decisive right and i mean this these rumors have been out there for a while probably even when barack obama was still in office they were starting to swirl a little mm -hmm. bit you know he's older been around for a while yeah, we have a lot of older justices, he and Breyer and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, so I think it's it, it, we really want listeners to be aware that if Kennedy retires, that's a wonderful opportunity. It could even mean the end of Roe versus Wade, but because mm -hmm. of that opportunity, um, if you remember, um, now we don't necessarily remember because we were a little young, but we've read about how bad it was when Robert Bork was nominated by Ronald Reagan, and that's all, all that process is how we got Anthony Kennedy in the first place. Uh, the, how Clarence Thomas was nominated by George Bush. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be uh, ugly. It's gonna be, uh, I've been telling people, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be um, Thomas times Bork. <laughs> Not just as bad as the public controversy and the Senate grandstanding and and we thought Merrick the Merrick Garland stuff was bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> we're gonna get a little bit of that too. That's gonna be the how can you nominate this person when Merrick Garland is still owed a Supreme Court seat? They're we're gonna, gonna get trot this poor man out. <laughs> so it's gonna be. It's going to be ugly, but the stakes are going to be huge. Um, oh yeah. So so far, uh, from what we can, what we've seen from Trump's judicial nominations, obviously Gorsuch seems to be a truly excellent pick. Mm -hmm. uh, this Nifla case will be kind of—is that the maybe the first real case that he will decide on the abortion issue? I think the abortion issue, yes. Um, then they have the cake baker one that's, I think they said that that'll be like his first real big one. Right. 
And so um, we'll see about that. But as far as all the other nominees that uh, President Trump has made, this seems to be really excellent nominees. And really, you know, for the abortion issue, we don't we don't need a, a pro-life warrior who is going to be out there holding a picket sign during the March for Life. We just need a justice who believes the Constitution says what the Constitution says, yeah. you know. In a fair fight, and legally, we win these cases because yeah. there is, there's nothing in the Constitution about abortion. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the government to compel people to violate their First Amendment, advertise free abortion clinics. Right, and, you know, we are a country where we do have freedoms, and that's one of the beautiful things about our country is if you don't want to do something, you don't have to, and... Hopefully the Supreme Court will recognize that. Well, we, we can always hope that, but really it depends on, it always depends on the personnel, personnel's policy, who's in that seat to make those decisions. And so that's why it's so important for pro-life people to get out there and vote for pro-life candidates. Um, you know, these judges, in, in Michigan we vote on judges, uh, you know, from probate all the way up to the Michigan Supreme Court. Uh, we vote on our U.S. Senator who determines who sits on the Supreme Court. Um, and we vote on every other office in Michigan down to county commissioner who someday those people end up running for state rep, state senate, and eventually U.S. Senate. And so, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to see the end of Roe versus Wade, then the only realistic way of doing that is to replace biased judges with fair ones. And the way you do that is you put people in place who understand fairness and um, really, you like pro-life legislators to put those people in place. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially heading in to 2018, which is going to be a really big election and referendum on everything that our current president is doing. And he's been such an ally for the pro-life movement and has had the opportunity to appoint a lot of judges on all levels who are very pro-life and do we want that to keep happening? And if we do, we got to make sure we vote for people who support the president and support our policies and making sure that those judges can continue to be appointed and get approved in the Senate. Yeah, so we, we kind of handicapped it a little bit with Casey two weeks ago. Um, there, there was a, a poll that came out that showed a lot of uh, pro-abortion senators in states that Trump one, um, five of them, in fact, are, are uh, losing to either declared candidates or generic um, challengers. So it's it's going to be a really tough slog for, uh, uh, we'll call them the abortion party, Planned Parenthood, since they're involved in so many other political issues these days. To Becoming get, a three-party country. Yeah, right? three-party country. The Republicans, the Democrats, and, and Planned Parenthood. So... Um, so it'll be really tough for them to get, uh, really they need 51 U.S. Senators to block any Trump nominees, which they will no doubt be happy to do. Um, because unfortunately, when you politicize a court to the point where who you pick determines the result, it, uh, you know, you end up in this situation where the stakes are so extremely high. And that's you know, really one of the benefits of having fair justices is everything's fair, everything's even, and Congress mm -hmm. and the president can simply do their jobs as intended. And if people want, don't like what the Constitution says, they can amend it. Right. We have that ability. 
Um, and so uh, it'll be uh, good to get into that. You know, election season, we're gearing up here in Michigan. The RLM PAC is uh, really getting into the process of going through all the candidates and, and whatnot. And that's a long, long process, but it uh, bears fruit in the end. It does. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of LifeBeat. Join us again in two weeks, and maybe we'll have another big news story to talk about. We haven't had a lot lately, which <laughs> sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. So we'll see. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good weekend. Thank you.